I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun, and the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three quarter inch shells, even better because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K E L. TECweapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. What's gender affirming care? Have you heard this? I saw this story. It's a headline. Gender affirming care ban goes into effect in Alabama. You know what they're doing? What do you know what gender affirming care is? That's what they call interfering in the physical development of children to inject them with hormones or subject them to some unnecessary elective surgery for gender ideology experimentation. That's what gender affirming care is. In Alabama, they passed a ban on it. They criminalized they, it's not gender-affirming care. You're screwing up kids' bodies by messing with their development. For transgender non-binary minors, you could face up to a decade in prison if you mutilate a, the body of someone under the age of 19. Kay Ivey signed it into effect. Immediately, everybody started filing their lawsuits. It's not... Everything is... The left likes to say everything that they want to do is health care. No, no, this is health care. Abortion is health care. Uh-huh. Like I've, I mean, I've never been prescribed the dissolution of another human in an acid solution before, but as like a way to cure a cold or anything of that nature, I don't, it's not health care. I wrote about this in a piece yesterday if you get my newsletter. I wrote about uh, Janet Yellen and her remarks. I was on Jesse Waters last night to talk about that. I mean, she literally said it's better to be dead than it is to be poor. And that's one of the lies that they say. I had a huge conversation with my, with my youngest son about this. So my youngest son wrote a paper for one of his classes, right? And he had to give a speech today. And it was on his hatred of postmodernism. <laughs> my younger son is... I don't know, man, in some ways he's got like the, he's got the devotion of John the Baptist. He's got the wit of Paul. He's this very he's he's a very interesting cat. And um, he wrote this. It's a, supposed to be a short speech on how he hates postmodernism. And at one point. And it was funny, at one point we were having this conversation about you know, feminism, because he, I told him, I said, I think you need to a little, be a little bit more persuasive. I said, there's two schools of thought. You can just like walk out and be like, Hey, what's up? You know, you, 
dumb butts and then drop the mic. I mean, you know, go about the speech like that. Or you could actually, you know, persuade them, uh, be a little bit more persuasive. And I was telling him that one of the things that I hate most about postmodernism is this deterioration of female agency in so many ways. I said, look, since the beginning of the Garden of Eden, since the beginning of mankind, the devil's been trying to put a wedge between not just humans and God, but woman and God since the very beginning. And this continues today because you have women who are told by the postmodernist left that, oh my gosh, uh, you know, the Christian faith has completely devalued you and depreciated you. I'll have you remember that the first people that Jesus appeared to when he uh, was resurrected was to women. He told women, he showed up to women first, which was amazing in an era when women had no agency. They had no legal, no legally recognized anything. Jesus did more. God did more for women than the cottage industry of feminism has ever done. And I was telling him this. I'm like, this is what I hate. One of the things I hate most about postmodernism is because of this wedge that's being driven between continually women and God. Now we have an era where women are literally women's sports in 10 years. If we keep on this track is going to be over. We're already watching women lose spaces to men who are, who are appropriating the female sex. It's the erasure of women. And third wave completely celebrates it. Second wave set the stage to allow it. And I was telling him there's different schools of thought in terms of feminism. I don't consider Susan B. Anthony would not recognize third wave. She would recognize second wave. There's a difference in can I just inherit the property that my husband and I built when he dies so I'm not homeless and can I vote? There's a difference between that and yes, men can have babies. There's a big difference, right? But I told him, I said, not only, I said, do, does this feminism devalue women, but they tell them that they're worthless. I'm like, let's go back to everything that the feminism has ever said about the Christian faith and about females is wrong. Go back to Proverbs 31 woman. Everyone talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, but so few people actually read the whole, the whole chapter. There was one point in there that I liked where it said that her husband was respected at the gates and she handled the land. She bought fields. She did transactions. She made hires. That woman worked. A Proverbs 31 woman didn't just stay in her home. She also worked as well. She kept busy. Her children were fed. Her home was secure. That's a big lie that the left loves to tell women that, oh, no, you're supposed to stay home and in the kitchen. They apparently... Ignore the story of Deborah, the judge, and I could go on and on. It's a huge lie. And I told my son, I said, you know, it's very, very timely in this day and age. I said, but so many women are, are being hoodwinked into advocating against their own self-interest. And that is one of the things that I hate. I hate it about postmodernism and I hate it because it's destruction of the nuclear family. I hate it because it encourages not just women to devalue themselves, but men to devalue themselves and their role. You know, I mean, it, it, all of that. So that was a conversation that we had. I wrote a little bit about that. I may write a whole separate piece about it for the newsletter. But um, that's the it's a this whole idea of reframing abortion as a women's rights issue is a brilliant Machiavellian scheme that lures all these women into advocating against their own best interests under the guise of a right that progressive men use as a prop 
to dodge responsibility for the life they co-created. Well, you know, it's a woman's right. I can't. I've talked a lot about the Caltech KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Caltech KSG? Well, like everything that Caltech invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual-tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus 1. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three-quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C-weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit keltecweapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. <laughs> so a uh, Brazilian town built a new Jesus statue taller than Christ the Redeemer. I'm actually totally okay with a Jesus off here, like having different statue height competitions of the Lord. A small town in southern Brazil constructed a statue of Jesus Cristo. It's even larger than the famous Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro. Uh, Encantado, a town of about 23,000 people. That's a small town? 23,000 people? That doesn't seem like a small town, okay? I just gotta say. It's uh, in the Brazilian state of, of uh, Rio Grande do Sul. It's a thousand, a thousand miles south of Rio. Uh, they unveiled the statue. It's known as Cristo uh, Pro Protector or Christ the Protector on April 22nd. It was funded by local volunteer organizations. And they said that, uh, yeah, it is bigger. It's 140 feet, 40 feet taller than Christ the Redeemer in Rio, which is 98 foot. I thought I thought that was actually over 100 feet tall. That's 98 foot, 98 feet tall. So hmm. PETA is mad at Elon Musk because he likes chocolate milk. Sometimes I wonder what PETA's goal is. Are they trying to get, I mean, are they trying to persuade people or just get attention? Because this, like, getting mad over stuff like this does not do it. So Musk said that he enjoyed drinking chocolate milk. He said it's insanely good, just had some. And they said that, uh, they told him it was not good to support the dairy industry. It's not good for the climate. It's as bad as driving a gas guzzler, is what they said. It's one of the worst contributors to climate catastrophe. What happened to... Caring about the environment They go now chocolate oat milk We can get behind Have you ever had chocolate oat milk? I have It is horrible It is Yeah Kane says not as good um, It's made by Satan It's not as good It's not as good I'm telling you um, Also Josh Hawley introduces a bill To strip Disney Of a special copyright protection it's called the Copyright Clause Restoration Act. It's going to limit copyright protections to 56 years and make the change retroactive for massive corporations that have been granted unnecessarily long copyright monopolies. I don't know what I think about that. I'm pretty hardcore on IP. Yeah. I'd like to hear him. I'm sure he could explain it well, but I'm just curious about this. Stick with us because we have a bunch more in store. More of the Dana Show after this. I just want to play. Ooh. I just want to play air guitar. That's all I want to do. Welcome back to the show. Little Elastica from Justine Frischman's, one of her best musical accomplishments ever. I think she was with uh, Damon Auburn from, uh, gosh, I just forgot the, ba- uh, Blur. 
at this time. At the time, this was like '90s stuff. This is like mid '90s, really cool, like indie Brit rock, really fun, great album. I know this whole album by heart. It was so great. So it's um, you know, I was thinking about this this whole era when I saw this tweet by David Gergen. Man, Gen X gets just ignored. Really, literally, like the forgotten generation. You know what I mean? David Gergen tweeted this like a few, like last night. He said, Baby boomers have been running the country for nearly three decades. Some successes, a number of disappointments. It's time to pass the baton to younger generations, millennials and Gen Z. Please join us for a conversation with about my new book on the subject. What? I met David Gergen's a very tall, serious man. He's more, he's like an unfunny Brit Hume. But Brit Hume's smarter. Maybe not as tall. But I go, man, Gen X really is the forgotten generation. Right? Yeah. Gen X, man. It's our turn at the levers. Come on. Right. Gemini Christmas. And then someone was, someone said that Gen X best accomplishment is raising millennials. And I was like, millennials are from young baby boomers and old Gen Xers. Most Gen X are raising Gen Z. Thank you. I'm at the tail end of Gen X, but I'm not, I'm sure as hell not a millennial. It's weird. I think it's arbitrary, entirely arbitrary. But it's just, why did, Kane, why do we always get left out, man? I know. I don't get it. I don't get it. Those were the days, though, man. Man, uh, that was the last time things were fun before all these sissies came around. Right. No offense, you guys, because we, you know, no offense to the millennials and Gen Z that work on the show. No offense. But we're just, you know, we're, but we're used to, we like being left alone, right? We're the latchkey kids. We like being left alone, you know? All we wanted was a Pepsi. All we wanted was a Pepsi. That's right. You know, little suicidal tendencies. We should have came up with that, man. But I just, um, I really think that would be better off to have Gen X running things because we want to be left alone and we work hard and we just want to listen to our tunes and, you know, stop electing octogenarians. And we just want to, you know, just be left alone. That's it. Really the mainly that's like our platform. Gen X 2024. Be left alone. I think some of that actually resonates with Gen Z. Yeah, I can I just be like I really like Gen Z way more, not just because I'm raising some Gen Z, but I just, man, my the funniest thing ever is to hear because my mom is a boomer, like your parents are boomers. To hear boomers talk about millennials is the funniest thing in the world. It is hysterical, and I really think that I mean because Gen X is raising Gen Z, and I'm I mean I look at Gen Z, I'm like man, if they get any bit of what you know of our mentality millennials are in for a brawl a brawl so funny yeah all right today in stupidity mr kane all right it's gonna be a press secretary soon to be pundit okay uh jen saki oh that's right 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 this is what she said about uh Mm -hmm. biden not believing that massive spending actually affects inflation listen so then just to make sure like what he's saying is the pandemic is distinct from the spending in response to the pandemic, and he does not believe that the size of the spending mattered with regard to inflation. Again, uh, no. No. He doesn't believe the massive spending mm. affects inflation. Mm-hmm. Economically stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much but so. apparently politically useful. 
Small business owners, have you ever had an employee altercation in the workplace, an issue with employee attendance, or performance issues? Stop struggling with HR. The bad news is that one complaint against your company can turn your world upside down. The good news is that Bambi is here to help. Bambi is an HR platform for small business owners and helps implement good HR practices. Built for businesses like yours, Bambi's HR Autopilot automates your core policies, your workplace training, and employee feedback. Then your U.S.-based dedicated HR manager will help you navigate the more complex parts of HR and guide you to compliance, all available by phone, email, or real-time chat. An in-house HR manager can cost up to 80000 a year, but with Bambi, your dedicated HR manager starts at just $99 a month. No hidden fees. Cancel anytime. Visit Bambi.com slash Dana Show today for your free HR audit. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash Dana Show. Bambi.com slash Dana Show. You run your business. Let Bambi run your HR. Bambi.com slash Dana Show. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida Man. Mm, okay, so, oh man, so this popular Florida eatery called Jay's Sandbar Food Boat, it sank on Mother's Day. Workers were still on board, but everybody got out safely. I swear this is like a bar rescue situation. I wonder. Uh, no, for real. He said he's going to rebuild. How did you sink your... How does it sink? He said that... He explained the boat flipped over when the stabilizer pontoon snapped. He said it could have been much worse. We will rebuild. It serves up fusion food, uh, jalapeno stuff, bacon wrap, gator bites, to Hong Kong-style pork, calamari. He said that... He said there was nothing like it on the water. Have you seen the actual boat came? No. You haven't seen the boat. No. I I mean kudos to them that they got this thing uh afloat, afloat and they kept it afloat because dude, I just dropped it in Slack. It's amazing that they kept that thing afloat. What the hell? Yeah, dude, right? That's a boat? That's a that's his floating apparatus. It looks like somehow a, a, a shipping container fell off of a larger boat. It looks like a Borderlands yeah. container. Something you'd build in maybe Fortnite. It's like one of your missions when you got to go and, and fight something in the desert in Borderlands. It's like you come across this, except this is on the water. Wow. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, but I'm... Do, do you have to get permits for that? Uh, I'm just curious. I don't know how that works. Do you have to ask the permission from the government to do stuff? I don't know. For, for like that down there i'm just curious because dude i and uh, and it looks like it's kind of a rather small vessel i'm having a little bit of a what about bob reaction to this like well if it's you know your your captain is you know it's a seaworthy vessel you know, sure i'll sail so there's, sailing so there's a kitchen and places to sit down and eat in this thing how I know. how i know we got other stories but i just i'm trying to wrap my head around this how Okay, so a passenger with no flying experience, a Florida man, landed a plane at a Florida airport after the pilot became incapacitated. So it was a single-engine Cessna. The pilot went incoherent. Isn't that why there's always two? Mm-hmm. And air, cra- air traffic controller Robert Morgan is a certified flight instructor. He was on a break when the call came in. It was headed out from the Bahamas. He goes, hey, the pilot's incapacitated. The passengers are flying the plane. They have no flying experience. I said, oh, boy. 
Now, the guy had been around aviation and he had seen other pilots fly. And Morgan said the guy was really calm. He goes, I don't know how to fly. I don't know how to stop this thing, even if I do get on the runway. So he began guiding the guy step by step. And I mean, I'm, dude, I don't know. He said the landing rated 10 out of 10 in Morgan's view. He goes, I felt like I was going to cry. He had a whole big adrenaline dump. And the condition of the original pilot, who they said had a medical issue, it wasn't immediately known. They haven't reported on it yet. Uh, But that's absolutely terrifying. Going from the Bahamas, so it looks like he's coming from like uh, uh, Nassau, maybe going to into Fort Lauderdale. There's like a smaller airport there where they go out to uh, Nassau and they go out to Exumas and that. Man alive, that's uh, that's just terrifying. Thankfully, no one no one was hurt and everybody you know the plane landed okay. I hope the pilot's okay. What a terrifying experience! But isn't that why they always you? Ha- I'm just saying, you have two pilots. Isn't that kind of why? Just you know. A uh, Key Largo man siphoned diesel because it was too expensive, police say. WFLA, a Largo, oh no, uh, Pinellas County, Florida, excuse me, Largo man was charged after authorities said he siphoned fuel from a work truck because the price of diesel is too expensive. Drew Odell, 35, was caught siphoning some diesel from a truck located on the property of A&A Recycling LLC. They said he was spotted leaving the premises carrying two five-gallon cans that he did not have before. He was arrested. He said he used a siphoning device. Bond was set at two hundred and fifty dollars. He got charged with petty theft. Two fifty. Two fifty. So did he they didn't say that he made it. So I'm just kinda Yeah, I'm just kinda kinda curious. A Florida man broke into a zoo, beat up the employees and patrons and the deputies. He got hit thirteen charges. He just broke into the zoo and just started punching everybody, screaming threats to people, including a busload of kids. He was so arrested and he's got a million charges. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Dana Lash's Absurd Truth Podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi everyone, Steve Hilton here. You may have seen my show, The Next Revolution, on Fox News, but did you know about my podcast, The Daily California? I live in California and I suffer, along with millions of people, the consequences of the madness, the left-wing madness that is shoved down our throats by the Democrats who've been in power, unchallenged pretty much, for so long here. We're fighting back. It's called The Daily California. It's important that we get as many people joining us as possible because, as you know, what starts in California doesn't end there. It can infect the whole country so join us at the daily california to help fight back apple spotify youtube iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts